the buy one get one free special going on now at my pillow my pillow bed sheets giza elegance my pillows the roll and go go anywhere my pillows and a six piece towel sets on special go to mypillow.com slash usa use promo code usa or call 1-800-951-8175 and find out all the great deals you can get right now at MyPillow, mypillow.com slash USA. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time, comedies, drama, suspense. It's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I am hosting today for Frederick Penny. My name is Denise Dirks, and I'm a family law attorney. And we have a lot of things happening today. We're going to be talking about Michael Jackson's estate and um, Sony Music. They've been in a battle, and they have some exciting news on that front. They're still fighting after all these years. Yes, it was a long fight, too. Right, yeah. And, in fact, I think it's all up at the Supreme Court, at the state Supreme Court. Wow. So, But they've, they've got... They've got news on the front. Okay. Uh, we're also going to talk about a lawsuit by um, by two Muslim men against Alaska Airline. Um, that is a very interesting issue. Um, we are going to talk about uh, New Jersey, and uh, there was a we talked about this two years ago. It was about a scam involving a veteran and trying to get money for a v- alleged veteran. Right. Right. This was a lady who did this, took got the money, and then kept the money. Is this is this not correct? Am I thinking of the same case? Uh, yeah, yes. I, I well, they put out there the face of a veteran, and they, her and her husband, I believe it was. Right. Um, so they had this little backdoor business going, calling bilking people in the name of charity. Yeah. Exactly. Nice work if you can get it. Exactly. <laughs> and then we've got um, we got some news with Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah's doing something very interesting, and that is going to be something we can share. She gets a little sensitive about certain things sometimes, doesn't she? Like people where she perceives people are messing with her brand in some way? I really believe that. I believe that. But the funny thing is, it's not always about money. It's not. It may be about other things. Hmm. So we're going to have to find out about that. Um, And then there's also been a lawsuit over Mission Impossible. So we'll talk about that as well. Not yes. the old TV show, but the movie. Yes, exactly. Your mission should decide to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> this tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Exactly. That was cool. Open. I love that open on that show. That, that was, was a good great. opening. That was a great. It's a great. Um, yeah, great series. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really good one. Good franchise. Franchise. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. And finally, we're also going to talk about Taylor. Taylor. Um, Swift, and she is in another lawsuit 
involving her song, Shake It Off. Wow. It's yet another one. We've talked about the first one. This one is equally as important and interesting. The fascinating part about that, Denise, and you know this, is it appears that nobody can come out with any work that they perceive as original without somebody else saying, hey, that sounds like something I dreamed up in my bathroom on my electric piano or, or whatever it may be, right? So that's it, just not safe harbor. Even if you copyright and you do all that stuff, it doesn't sound like, I mean, Michael Bolton quit the business. He said, I'm not going to do this anymore. He said, every song I write, he said, if that sounds like the song I wrote, nothing is unique and original, I quit. Yeah, no, I can understand that thought. Sure, and, yeah. and with using lyrics like Shake It Off, I mean, those are very common um, I mean, My coach told me that in Little League when I got hit in the head with a ball. Does that mean he can sue Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> Which happened pretty often, by the way. Separate story. <laughs> well, that explains a lot, Cal. <laughs> Doesn't it? That's <laughs> what <my> mother said. <laughs> well, most importantly, I think what we need to um, to talk about is case or no case. Now, Cal, Denise, before, this before is a said, double points day for you today. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. The other I people want don't chance. want to show up. It's not my problem. But it's also a double points day for me. Okay, fair enough. All right, fair enough. So fair you want, enough. Uh, do you want to do this? Yes, I do. All right, well, let's do it. Here we go. All right. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Felicity Bourbon was recently divorced. She acquired the former family home in a beautiful part of the country, Fort Bragg, California. It had in the front yard a beautiful cypress tree that had been there year after year after year. Then one wet winter, now wouldn't that be nice, one wet winter, Ms. Bourbon heard a knock on her door, and it was her next-door neighbor. The neighbor said, your tree has been sending out roots to my sewer line and clogged up my household sewer system. The trunk of the tree was on her property, but there were little branches hanging over Ms. Bourbon, the new Ms. Bourbon, looked at him and said, I'm not so sure I can help you. The neighbor said, I disagree. So I think I may have a case or perhaps no case. So what say you, Denise Dirks, a woman's tree, California, trunk on her property line, root ball gets out into the neighbor's sewer system. He wants to go after her in court for the cost of repair. Well, this actually happened to me. Oh, no. Um, except it was um, in a commercial setting. And the tree that was on the, you know, uh, common area property, uh, put root went right into my building and right up the women's toilets. Well, that's better than a snake, or, or is it? I don't no, know. No, it's not. <laughs> no. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it I was think, yeah. horrible. We couldn't figure out what was going on, and um, and the and the the owners' association basically said, "Up, oh, not our problem." What? Not our problem. And this is on common, commonly held property. That's right. And they have um, under our agreement, they have to take care of the landscaping. So I, you know, I was pretty upset by that, and they took the position. Nope, that's a plumbing issue. That's yours. Yeah. So in in this uh, shopping center or commercial center, we're talking about everything. Like if the plumbing went bad in, in the building, you'd fix a, a leaky sink or a clogged toilet or what have you. Right. And they said, "Well, that seems like a clogged toilet to us." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. Wow. That's exactly that's interesting. right. Interesting. So how did that work out? Well. 
it, we just fixed it ourselves, and we did something by cutting the root, and you know, some things we just had to take care well, of ourselves. You got to take care of business when you're going to take care of business, and you exactly. did exactly. Yeah, well, and done. we did, and we did. So, what do you think about Mrs. the former Mrs. Bur- Bourbon? Of Fort Bragg, California. I just don't think that a property owner has a duty as to the roots of a tree. There's no way to control it. There's no way to stop it. There's it, it goes underground, um, above the tr- above the ground. Absolutely, they have a duty to make sure that the prop the. So tree- if a branch falls off and bashes into your house, that's on her. But a branch falls off, bashes into the neighbor's house, that's on her. You're saying. No, I'm saying that the owner of the tree would have to cut that and take care of that yeah. so it doesn't fall off or doesn't cause damage to the other person's property. Sure. But I don't think that it is um, the case when it's a root. So I am going to say I think it's a scenario, but I don't think it's a case. Well, that's interesting, and I'm glad you uh, you thought of it that way. That's, that's great. Oh, boy, you're going to win, too. <laughs> Well, it is. It is. And here is the story. First off, congratulations, Cal. According to a California attorney and newspaper columnist named Ron Sokol, who works for the San Jose Mercury News, he says the California Civil Code is clear. If the trunk of the tree stands wholly on the land of a particular property owner, that person owns the tree and has responsibility for it. He said that applies for the tree's foliage, the roots, the branches that they've extended onto the land of someone else. So the former Ms. Bourbon had no protection under state law. He was able to sue and collect damages and Cal wins. Yes, I love my country. What do you think about that? I think that was a really good one. Thank you. I didn't realize that, and here I am, a California lawyer, but I didn't realize it extended yeah, to the roots. You don't mess with that kind of law very much. I mean, if they got a divorce, then you could have handled that <laughs> without, without too much of a thing. <laughs> yeah, that I would have been good at. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're, we're let's talk about New Jersey and the $400,000 GoFundMe account. All right. We'll do that after the break because it's time for us to head off to segment number two and the appropriate break in between. Right. Yeah, so we'll do that and we'll come right back with more Lady Radio Law Talk with your good friend Denise Dirks and her good friend, your pal Cal Hunter here on the radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hold on. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? Here's a new affordable idea to consider. When you bought your home years ago, you had a traditional bathtub and you put a shower curtain in it and it lasted for years. But now maybe you or your mom is having difficulty getting in and out of a high-step tub. For some people, that can be an accident waiting to happen. If you or one of your parents is in this situation and you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, call Steve at Senior Safety Pro Tub to Shower today. They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower, in some cases under $2,000, in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. 
800-832-1549. That's 800-832-1549. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call one 800 616 law and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, 1-800-616-4LAW. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Have you outgrown your health insurance plan or just not happy with what you're paying for? The number one reason we all change our health insurance is price. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Would you like to have better coverage at a better rate or at little or no cost to you? Your life needs are always changing, but have you done anything to improve your health insurance for you and your family? Health insurance laws and coverage are always changing and getting better. It's impossible to do all the research yourself. But now it's all done for you for free. So regardless of your age or medical condition, take a few minutes right now and find out if you can save money or even qualify for zero-cost health insurance in your state. Call now. Paid for by Cheaper Health Insurance. 800-635-7188. 800-635-7188. 800-635-7188. That's 800-635-7188. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. Welcome back to Radio Law Talk. Um, our, you can call in, and we would love for you to call in, 855-529-7234. Call in and make Cal answer that phone. Yeah, well, I think, I think the thing is right now, since we're a little short-staffed, you can be a third member of the team if you've got something good to contribute to the show. Sounds good. Yes, and we, good. we we encourage that. So uh, you, we were going to talk about something that sounded pretty sexy to me. Your your topic you had lined up for this. Oh, the segment. GoFundMe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's interesting to me what people are willing to do for at the end of the day a little bit of money, right? 
it is very interesting. It is very interesting how uh, it was actually three people that kind of cooked up the idea. And um, Bobbitt, he, he, I think he probably was the ringleader, if you will. Um, he said and told people and got out there in the press that this veteran that he wanted to help had used his last $20 to help his girlfriend when she ran out of gas. So they created a GoFundMe account. Wait, Bob said that he helped the Bobbitt. girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. He no, said- no, no. Bobbitt said the veteran. Oh, I got you. So the guy he was going to help, help someone else, gave the widow's mic, last, proverbially speaking, his yeah. last 20 bucks to help. Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. Right, right. And so this was a really compelling story, and it got a lot of traction, and it got news. I remember seeing it on the news. And these three, including the, the veteran, um, Mark D'Amico, they – you know, set up the GoFundMe account. Wait, was the veteran then on the scam? Yes. Oh boy. And that and the plot gets thicker too. And so they set up the the GoFundMe account. They said they were their goal was for for ten thousand dollars so that they could get the veteran um, a place to live and you know get him some money and 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 take care of his expenses for a few months. And they met their goal and they surpassed their goal they, by a long way. Yeah. $400,000. No wonder they kept it. Yeah. Well, here's what <laughs> happened. This is the funny part. So the veteran, Mark D'Amico, he – and I'm just going to call him the veteran. It's just easier. Or Mark. Um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. or Mark. Yeah. But but the veteran, he actually sued the woman, the girlfriend. Her name was Kate and Bobbitt. And sued those two in court because he said, I didn't get the full 400000 I only got $75,000. And that's what brought the whole scam to light. Wow. And that's them. then they charged Bobbitt and they charged Kate and they charged Mark D'Amico. So now, did he really need the money or was he just a guy in on the hustle? The veteran, I mean. You know, they really don't focus on that. Mm. They don't focus that much on that. I, th- I think, you know, it was just a scam from day one. I don't think that at all it was to really benefit this poor veteran because the event that they said happened, him giving his last $20 so that Kate could fill up her tank when she ran out of gas on the freeway, that didn't happen. The premise was false. Right. Therefore, everything about it was just a big fat lie. And it really was. Did. I hate that. So how – Okay. Well, so the good, the good news about it yeah. is that uh, Bobbitt's, well, he's currently serving in federal prison for something else. But he got concurrent sentencing in the state court. He got five years. So he will do his time in federal court, and then he will do his time for the state uh, uh, criminal action. And they haven't yet, from what I could tell, they haven't yet um, sentenced the other two. Still doesn't seem like very much. I mean, not because of the, the volume of the crime, but because of the violation of the trust of the public. I mean, I know that doesn't special circumstances. Let's ramp up the sentence. But it just doesn't seem like that much to me. Well, this is the weird thing. They've been ordered to pay GoFundMe back the money. And so I think that what that means really is that GoFundMe has the records of who contributed 
and ultimately they will get paid back. Will GoFundMe take their scam off of their scam off of the scam? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how GoFundMe works. Well, they take a skim. They take a cut. They take a taste. A little taste. You, you, like a percentage. Yeah, you donate to them. They get a little slice off the top. Whoever the charity is, they get the rest. I don't know in this case that that would be appropriate. Well, I don't think it would be highly inappropriate if they kept it. <laughs> but I don't know. We should follow up on that, Cal. That's a question that I can't answer, but it's an interesting thought, isn't it? It's a very interesting thought. So, Okay, so here I am. Every once in a while, I have a soft-hearted moment, and I get out my debit card, and I go to my PayPal, and I say, I, I want to donate to the puppies, you know, whatever it may be. I don't. I do that. How can I vet the charity or the situation that I may be donating toward. Because as a TV news guy, people would call me all the time and say, oh, this family was burned out of house and home. They need money, you know. And I said, well, A, have they contacted the Salvation Army because they help provide those things? And B, do they have insurance? The magic words, right? And many people who wanted free money from the public did have insurance. So the how do I vet? How do I vet these things? You know what? It seems to me that there is a website that lists the charities and also discloses how much they pay to their their officers and directors and how much that they pay toward the actual uh, stated charity. And I think that's a good place to start. Sure, for, for a big, like, United Way or what have you. But if this is uh, uh, Shoes for Bob, <laughs> whatever it is, how can you vet those little tiny individual groups claiming to want to help someone else? I mean, I don't think there's a way, is there? I don't know. Not unless you have, you have a personal conversation and you get references. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of these uh, GoFundMe accounts being set up. I mean, I see them set up for funerals. I see them set up for, um, you know, surgeries. Yep. Um, I see them set up for, you know, all kinds of purposes. So, I, you know, I just don't know the answer to that. But, hey, if somebody out there knows the answer, give us a call. Give us some ideas. Yeah. Because I do think that this type of a scam or scams involving GoFundMe happen more often than what people really know. About. I agree. And don't be afraid to ask hard questions. You know, one, one family said, well, we want to bury grandpa. I said, well, what about cremation? You can, you know, that's a lot cheaper than, than doing a burial. Well, Grandpa wanted to be buried beneath the tree and, you know, all of that stuff. And all of that's fine. And if you want to donate to that, that's okay. And if you want to stay tuned for our break, you can do that too, right? Because Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit on many great local radio stations and always streaming free on RadioLawTalk.com. Now this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 
800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. Co-pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. 21-4860. How did that happen? Oh, no. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. So Google is an amazing thing. Do you know that, Cal? I do. A font of information. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sometimes just, too much. <laughs> so, you know, you when you said, how do you vet a charity? Yeah. I thought, you know, that's a really good question. What can we do um, to vet a charity? And what I did was how to vet a charity in Google. Hmm. And this came up with some pretty darn good advice. What do they suggest? They suggest, well, first, this is from U.S. News Money. Um, they said, first, identify the organization's mission. So let's just say it's, it's Red Cross, and you're going to give money to the Red Cross. Find out that their mission is compatible with you and what you want to do with your charitable donation, correct? That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they'll, and stay, again, they'll put that, that on their website, and they'll say this is what we want to do. Right. right. Yeah. Almost all charities have a mission statement, right? right. Sure. Right. Um, so then you need to review their Form 990. That's their tax-exempt form. And, and that gives you a lot of information about you know, uh, what they're paying out, uh, what they're actually, um, you know, donating, that type of stuff. Then they said, read the annual report and audit, because that will tell you if there's problems or leaks or glitches in the in the organizations itself. You know, there are some organizations, Denise, that where people, the name sounds great, you know, the Fraternal Order of, of uh, Police Widows, or well, I'm not saying that, but whatever it may be, right? And then you donate to them and you do the research and find out that 90% of the money goes to people, not charitable donations, but people on staff, the CEO, all expenses, and only 10% or less of the money, this is not an unusual case, unfortunately, goes to the actual charitable efforts. So you've got to be careful. Uh, exactly. In fact, I know particular organization that's for the homeless that that is exactly what's going on. Wow. Huh? The money that's raised is really paying the uh, primaries and not really paying much at all to resolve homeless problems. Well, that's not good. Mm -mm. Um, 
you also need to um, evaluate the results. So go out. If they said they are building something uh, or houses like Habitat for Humanity or they're doing something, go look at it. You know, get get your eyes on it. You may use the biblical reference, by their fruits, ye shall know them. If they're doing the work they say they're doing, you can, t- you can look and see what efforts, uh, you know, what results their efforts are bringing forth. Right. And a lot of times when you're helping, like, say, you know, the, the poor children in another country, um, then you're going to get a picture of a child, right? I mean, really check out the results. Don't just get what they give you. Uh, look behind what, what they're giving you. Right. Uh, and the last thing to do is to actually speak to a representative or a volunteer for the charity. You need to see if their heart is in it. You need to see if they believe in their own organization and and that they feel very strongly about their mission. Yeah, good. That's good advice from uh, U.S. Uh, that was U.S. News and World uh, and World Report money. Is that right? It. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's the money version of that. Yes. Okay. Good. Exactly. All right. So that was really helpful. Yes. And I'm glad that Google exists. <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> well, there's some people who aren't because, you know, when they Google me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now I'm going to try that. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> well, you know what? Paramount settled its suit against the insurer the of the Mission Impossible franchise. Now, this is the movie where uh, the star, uh, crew, uh, Tom Cruise, goes over to Europe or wherever they're shooting, and he says, shut down production, we're not safe, we don't have the masks, we're not protecting each other properly. Is that the scenario I'm thinking of here? Yeah, it, it really was a, a, a pretty – well, they couldn't travel. They, it was going to be filmed in Venice, Rome, back to Venice, the U.K., Abu Dhabi, and then back to the UK again. So the traveling involved in this in this uh, production was intense. Sure. And it happened during COVID. Of course. And you know this was the, the scenario that we looked at when COVID first started, but we kind of put it more toward our everyday businesses. Those who have insurance, are they going to be able to collect for their interruption of their business and their business loss due to COVID shutdowns? And many, many tried and many did and many tried and many did not, I would imagine. And, you know, the insurance companies were very strict. Nope, you got to read our insurance policy. Read your policy. Know what it covers. Yeah. Exactly. And we have exclusions if the government shuts you down. Right. (laughs) Do you remember that? So they had these these exceptions to being paid if the government stepped in and shut you down, which is what happened in California. Our governor said, shut down on a Thursday night at midnight. That's right. I remember that. And that's why so many people went to the government and said, you shut us down. You better bail us out somehow. Right. Isn't that what a lot of people did? A lot of people. And it devastated um, the economy, quite honestly. Sure. I'm not saying that I don't agree that it had to happen because I'm kind of on the fence. But um, I do think that our governor did react in the most... Gosh, I hate to say this. Autocratic is the best way, just, well, you know, uh, controlling, oppressive, whatever you want to well, call it. Well, I know. don't believe that because I do think he saved lives. Okay. You know, our governor was one of the few that went out and got ventilators, then repaired them and, and created a whole, you know, 
an essence system to get the ventilators up so we had enough in our in our state because right. no states had enough ventilators at the time. And in California, we went out and rented the uh, former Kings basketball That's arena, right. all kinds of arenas, and in Northern California, they were empty. But we spent the money. We were ready. We thought we were ready for this major biblical cataclysmic event. And, and you're right, the Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state, was the one who spent that money, money we didn't have. And now, well, we had the money. Well, I'm saying we're, we had an overage surplus, but that's because the event, federal government provided money to the state, and that was money the federal government didn't have that they spent in deficit, which they're still doing. So it's interesting to think about the financial implications of this. Well, in any event, let's get back to Tom Cruise, <laughs> shall now, we? Now back to reality. Yeah, yes. exactly. So th- this lawsuit was brought during the, the COVID times, and it was for a massive, I mean, $290 million. Wow. And, yes. And uh, the policy should have paid out. They they claim Paramount said they should have paid at least $100 million for losses resulting in the production interruptions. But the insurance company came back, and they're called Federal, by the way, insurance. Mm-hmm. They came back, and they said, nope, it's not each time that you guys got interrupted. This was a series, thus it was one event. So it's a production, therefore it's one of it's not the shoot in Dubai, the shoot in London, the shoot in France. It's it's a production, so you get one shot at that. That's right. right. And so there there was arguments on both sides. And federal insurance company only paid out five million dollars. And they also said that the pandemic um, damages under the policy was limited to a 1 million civil authority coverage. Wow. And again, civil authority. But you know, remember, these policies are written by the best legal minds, and their main job, if you want to know the truth, is to make you feel secure while keeping the insurance company as safe from having to pay as they can make them. I mean, that's just the reality of life, isn't uh, it? That's business. Seems that way, right. That's exactly. business. That's right. how they do business. And the other thing the insurance company claimed was that there was no evidence that the crew members that got COVID could not continue to work. Uh, that one was laughable. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and, and that, you know, it, I don't know. So anyway, they have now settled it. And we don't, well, they haven't settled it fully. I shouldn't say that. They've reached a tentative agreement is, is a better way to say that. And I'll bet you they're not going to let the terms of that agreement out in public. But well, I would really like to see I'd how like they know what they are. And when there's this much money involved, they don't do it quickly. They don't walk in and say, okay, you owe me five bucks. Here's 250 Let's call it square. It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of back and forth. No. Um, I used to work for an insurance defense firm. And, and, you know, what the insurance companies directed is spend money. They actually say spend money litigating because you'll wear the other side out, and then they'll finally settle. And that's kind of a mentality, um, you know. And that's why Fred Penny can steal these uh, insurance lawyers and have them become plaintiff's attorneys. When you say so steal, well. you mean recruit them from the, uh, from the insurance company. Not yes. really stealing. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, impugn you, Fred. I wasn't deprecating at all. I think he knows what you meant. I think everybody does. That's yeah. business too, right? It is business. It is business. So anyway, we'll have to see if we get some more information on this um, settlement because I would like to see what their theories on both sides was 
on the settlement as well. Fascinating stuff. So what's coming up next segment, Denise? Do you have anything uh, on your immediate horizon, or should we just take a break and we'll figure it out as we go? Well, I think that we will come back and talk a little bit about what our plans are for the weekend, just to have some fun. And then we should talk about texting in Arabic. All right. I like it. Stand by as Radio Law Talk continues with Denise Dirks right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny and Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quick, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quick, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Can't help it, that's one of my favorites. I don't know why, it's just funny. <laughs> Denise Dirk's back with you now on Radio Law Talk. Hey, play one for me. Sure. All right, let me let me, let me me get over there to the kitty bump section. Here we go. This is Denise's favorite kitty bump right here. Boys are weird. And boy, let me tell you, these boys are weird. This is no fun. They're out there somewhere uh, having fun. Well, I'm doing the grinding work here, but not giving legal advice. Remember, at Radio Law Talk, we do not give legal advice. We are only talking about general topics of law. And if somebody calls in, we can, um, you know, discuss things, but we will not give direct legal advice. Seek your own advice from your local counsel. Your case is different, and, and so many variables apply. The smart thing to do is get some general information and go to your local attorney. If you don't have one, find one. They're out there. How does one get an attorney if they're very new to this? Can they go to the bar for a referral? or I mean, how does that work? Yes, you can go to the local bar, your county bar. Um, you can go to your state bar. Um, you can also Google it, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we don't really, well, some attorneys are still in the yellow pages. and um, But probably the best way to get an attorney is word of mouth. You know, talk to other people that are similarly situated and get, you know, their opinions on different attorneys. Um, and you can always, when you talk to an attorney, you can always ask for, you know, some kind of references if that's available. Um, sometimes it's not because even the fact that I'm someone's attorney could be privileged. Right. And and you got to remember that the main things that people seem to want when going after an attorney is have they been effective and are they appropriately aggressive so you feel like there's some action, something's happening in your favor, right? I mean, that's what people seem to want. I don't know want. if aggressive is the right word, but uh, um, you, there's, there's a fine line between um, being um, effective and being aggressive. Right, that's right? why I say effectively aggressive, meaning just yeah. aggressive enough that you can move the case forward in a way because, I mean, I hear this all the time. I gave it to my attorney. I haven't heard from him for months. That's not the thing you want to have. And there are new bar rules that are addressing that issue, that very issue about your communications with your clients. And it's very important. Um, that's probably one of the most important things about the attorney-client um, relationship is the communication. And sometimes, you know, I may have clients that complain that I don't hear from you enough. 
But believe me, if nothing is happening, you're not going to hear from me. You're only going to hear from me when something is very important and needs to be done or I'm sharing information with you that I've received from the other side, you know, that type of stuff. Because when you hear from your lawyer, does not the meter generally begin to run? Is that not normally a chargeable event? Is that a dumb question to ask? No, it's not a dumb question to ask. It really kind of depends on what the um, the law firm does. Like some law firms just take a percentage of the cut, if you will. So they, they're not getting every time or they're not billing every single time right. that you're charged. But other people, uh, other attorneys, they, they have to do it that way. That's, you know, you can't take an interest or in, in the underlying property of your client, for example, right? Sure. So, um, I mean, we have a federal attorney that does FCC work for us, a federal communications interface work with us. And that's a guy that every time I pick up the phone and call him, ding, I get a bill every time because he doesn't get a cut of anything. He just gets paid by the hour or in this case by the minute. And I think that's just people need to know when you reach out to a lawyer, it's not if they say the consultation's free. Okay, good. Go for it. But, you know, there are there are uh, those are things you need to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, it's common that most attorneys will give maybe a 30-minute free consultation. Um, But again, it depends on what type of an attorney. Uh, An employment law attorney may not. Uh, A personal injury attorney will. You know, um, in family law, I personally do because I see that as part of my ethical duty to providing pro bono or free services. I feel like somebody in the beginning of a case or even in the middle of a case, if they can talk it over with the attorney and come up with a strategy, that's so important, whether they're represented by an attorney or whether or not they're trying to be self-represented. And it helps you see if there's a legitimate case there, does it not? As a practicing attorney, if in your view, if you think, well, this is a case that I can help you with, you may not be able to. You, you should find out right that's away. Exactly right. Right, right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So. These um these men I'm about to talk about, um, I'm going to call them Durer and Elliman. There's two men. They are native-speaking um, Arabic um, speakers, right? So that's their natural language. And they were flying from Seattle to San Francisco. And they chose Alaska Airline, which I love Alaska Airline. I love it. I think it's a great airline. I use it a lot. I, you know, personally that, that I like to travel whenever I go north, especially I, I always use Alaska. And, um, so on February 17th, 2020, they were sitting in the first class cabin. Nice. And they were talking to each other, and they were native Arabic speakers. So they were speaking in their mother tongue, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. Yeah, okay, right. And they were also texting um, uh, in Arabic as well. And one of the other passengers apparently got upset and raised that issue. This is the allegations, guys. It has not been proven, but the allegations are that this issue was raised by passengers around them. Who said these guys could be up to no good because I can't understand them, basically, right? I have no idea if that's what they said, but what happened is that they got removed from the airplane, and then they were separated, Uh and they had to fly on different flights to San Francisco, and one of them even got demoted to second class. Oh, man, you can't do that. Right. So they have sued Alaska Airlines saying that this is clear discrimination and um, Alaska Airlines was bigoted 
and they treated these two black Muslim American passengers in a way that was demeaning um, and humiliating. And, you know, it goes on and on. And, of course, Alaska Airlines says, look, um, we strictly prohibit discrimination. We take these complaints seriously. And that's their response at this time. They will not comment any further. Yeah, that's like most like something happens and a company says, well, we, we don't practice discrimination and safety is our most important priority. I mean, they are, there is template language you use when there's something like this that comes up. And that sounds like t- template language to me. It does to me, too. And but I also get the very strong sense that this case is going to settle. I think um, I, I think it's a very bad sign um, now, for now, let's say you're the airline and we all know the concerns that people have about security and you're the airline and someone raises a security concern. It's baseless, perhaps in this case, obviously, but they raise the concern. What can you do within the frame framing of the law? Can you, you can't just say, well, you're speaking Arabic, so get off the plane. And yet apparently that's what happened. Well, that's what the allegations right, are. The, the claim, right. Uh-huh. Right, right, and, right. And these men were met with police, and they had to give up their phones. Wow. And there was an interpretation of their text messages done. I mean, if, if the allegations are true, this is pretty bad. What, what I think, it may have been mishandled because somebody, um, some fellow passenger was really, like, paranoid. I don't know that. Or is I, it paranoid or caranoid? <laughs> I have no idea. Was it being I a don't Karen? Know. Get it? Get a Karen? That was a, a joke. No, no, I just, I think, you know, just because you speak Arabic doesn't mean that you're a monster. No. It also, if you're outside of that realm, it also would make you think, this is, a, there's, there's sharing, I can't hear what they're talking about. What if they're planning some nefarious activity, Right. But on the other hand, they could not presume that about Cal and Denise. If we were taking a flight to, in first class, they could only say, what's Cal doing in first class? That's what I, I mean, was going to say. First of all, that would not happen. That's all, that, that's all they can do, first off. No, but, what, they, what, the, what should have been done, perhaps, is for them to say, okay, it's time to turn off the phones now. Yeah. Right? And, and, and because they do that anyway. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. Airplane mode, the whole deal. Yeah. That's right. Well, we are finishing up on our first hour of Radio Law Talk. Yay. Wow. That went fast. Stay with us. We will return for hour number two and you will enjoy the topics. You will. Lots of stuff coming up on Radio Law Talk, including a fresh case or no case. Uh, I think I halfway stumped Denise, but this time I'm sure she'll get me. That's always the way it works out. But there's more Radio Law Talk coming right up at six minutes after the hour right here on RadioLawTalk.com and on many great local radio stations for which we are grateful. We'll be back. Hold on. to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
switch to MediShare yet? Two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one's inflation, which is just affecting everything. And it makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you could save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in. And that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the customer satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they're very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can even get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.